want to hear my impersonation of a very, very, very rich person? Oh, I've been thinking about a boat, but I don't know which one to get. I don't know if I should get a sailboat or a cruise ship. It's like a huge jump, hundreds of millions of dollars more to buy a cruise ship than a hundreds sailboat. Hundreds of million dollars? That sounds like chump change to me. I once found that in my couch cushions. <laughs> Andrew, spit your bar that I just no, you kind just of... just stole it. No, well, come on. I stole it from you, though. Yeah, I No, I'm you saying out. I'm queuing you up for success here. Look at him trying to get out of this. <laughs> Welcome to Sweet Boys, episode seven. Can you believe it? Seven episodes. We've been carrying on like this, and people have gone, okay. Well, some. <laughs> some. And thank you for listening. We love your little we love the <laughs> just, we too. The podcast. <laughs> the podcast just turns into me over here, kind of just like waiting it out, just like yeah, I guess. <laughs> just like, hold on, what does this look like in camera? I'm just crossing my arms and legs, and I'm just, just being really combative, kind of smirking in this sort of like, yeah, like this. Uh, am I saying like a lot? I'm gonna cut that out. You know what? Who? You know what? See, I care. Say, my speech teacher in sophomore year of community college really instilled in me the idea of not saying like that often. Who, Andrew? Listen, you know what's funny? Oh yeah, he's doing this like sort of. I, well, I was just gonna finish the bit of like the um, disgruntled podcast co-host who's. Oh you know, yeah. Maybe is always holding on to something. Oh, yeah. Here's Andrew's bit. He's doing like that that face that like, you know, that they say white people make uh, in public a lot, like that weird like kind of half smirk thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's that. You guys can see the face. If you're on audio right now, you can see the face that pairs with this. Uh, yeah, I already knew that. Thank you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so you be that person, Andrew. I'll say, so uh, how was your week? Yeah, it was seven days. Oh, dude, that actually is a huge, huge, huge pet peeve of mine. And by the way, if anyone does this, it's okay. I'm not trying to sound like a hater right now. But when I say to someone, hey, how's your day? And they go, just another day. Oh, yikes. I want to be like, stop. That's your attitude towards life? You're, you were once upon a time, and this is okay to say, because listen, it's called science, and if that makes you uncomfortable, then good luck. But once upon a time, you were just a little sperm amongst millions and millions and millions and millions of ones, and then you know where I'm going with this. You were the one who swam into the egg, and the miracle of life, and so on and so forth, and people are gonna, you know, you cut to, to, to 26 years later, and so you say to someone, oh, you lucky little sperm, how was your, you know, how was your, uh, how was your day going? And they go, ooh, just another day i go oh come on go jump into a pool of water and swim around for a little while and then swim back out because i am concerned about your safety and i want you to be well but i do want you to have a better attitude and you think that the pool is going to rejuvenate their spirits yes because the pool actually is magic <laughs> i'm just wondering at what point when you're going on that rant did you and to what degree did you think about bailing on it I don't. I didn't. Mm. I would like to talk about something. Yeah, go ahead. You got a mic right there. Uh, I would like to say, why is it so hard to stop doing things that are bad for you? Truly. Why is it so difficult for me to eat healthy sometimes? Now, mm. I will say this because I'm on a bit of an upswing and I'm doing all right with that. I've got all my own groceries, my own vegetables. I'm making smoothies. I'm cutting up celery. I've got beets. I've got some radishes. I'm loving it. I'm living my best life. Radishes. I've, Andrew, you ever eat a radish no. raw? No, come on. Oh, did you come on? And I'm just come on to my house and then get, you know, I'll give you a radish. You're not over there <laughs> eating radishes raw. Are yeah, you? little spice, little crunch. They're they're a high water uh, po potency. They've been talking around the neighborhood. Yeah, that your place is now coined the raw radish residence. The raw radish residence <laughs> sounds like a little place that I stay in Brooklyn. <laughs> First of I, all, do you watch Mariah Carey's Christmas special? It's weird. <laughs> I weird. Didn't. I didn't. Listen, I don't want to get you off track. 
the general scope of the landscape of yeah. the foundation in which you were kind of ooh, like inhabiting. Ooh, the general yeah. scope of the landscape of the foundation. Jesus. Sorry we didn't all go to uh, Harvard grad school. <laughs> Sorry we're not made of dictionary, dude. Okay. Sorry, what were you saying? Then I it's just this. <laughs> the, can you imagine being like in, in your thirties with a friend and pulling this? Sh- well, then I just won't talk. Oh my god! Go ahead. Oh, dude, I have fun ha- doing the podcast alone. But I had a friend do that to me. It was really weird. He was kind of in a dark place, and like I brought up something to him, like oh, that yeah. was kind of an issue because you know how sometimes there's that threshold that you meet sometimes with friends to where you go, you know what? It's a service to talk about this thing. It's something that I want to mention to them. Like, you kind of do something that seems a little bit strange, auditing something um, about, you know, maybe their behavior that you go, you know what? Who else is going to tell them this? I see what you're saying. I, I, and listen, it's something that should, I think that's something that should happen maybe like once a year between very close friends. That's not something we shouldn't all feel like we're on guard with each other or whatever. But um, there was one, I had a friend do that to me and I kind of mm. had to check him. I brought up something about our communication, doesn't matter what it was, yeah. but it was just something that I thought would be advantageous to the future of our friendship. And he was like, okay, so so I guess we won't just talk. He was like, I guess that we can't communicate. Yeah, listen, you know, it's weird. people have off days and that sounds like he was on, he was having one of them. But it I, was. I, I, I think, yeah. yeah, I think, uh, I love this person dearly to this day. I think everybody's had a friend, um, that they've done that with. They've done that multiple times with multiple friends. Yeah. You kind of, I guess, just do it when it gets to a point where you no longer know how to proceed with communicating with that person organically because you're either walking on eggshells regarding that thing or yeah. you do think that it's uh, self-destructive and you just can't let it go. So for their sake, you bring it up. It right? takes a lot of love. It takes a lot of love to want to get there because I, most of the time, if something comes up between that with people, they just kind of drift away from you know what someone they else. Say. You know what they say? You know what they say? No, they, no what they say is Wait, that, like, well, what they say is, like, you know, a good friend will, will uh, you know, tell you what you want to hear, but a great friend will tell you the truth. Oh, my gosh. That very, it's true. <laughs> Those things that sound so also basic. Also, by like my that. course. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, uh, what's that? Do you want to get rich? <laughs> uh, do you want to make $200,000 a day? <laughs> Do you want to stop being a simp that wears weird, weird cutoff plaid shirts? <laughs> oh yes, I. Well, I'll, I'll make an announcement. <laughs> no, the the most underwhelming announcement. I cut my look. I cut my 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 sleeves off my long sleeve shirt. Look at how pale I am. Sorry, audio listeners. It's just a sheet of paper in my flesh. Um, compare the bone spider to your flesh. Okay. Yeah, you if like you were it. to take that into a graphic design program and compare the colors, they'd go, "Oh, this one's blindingly bright," and they'd be talking about my arm. I need more sun, but that's what I'm going to get in my new place, which has a pool, and you know that. Blindingly bright sounds like my future. <laughs> Blindingly bright sounds like in 2007 when Beyonce walked out on the stage wearing that sequence gown directed by Tom Ford. <laughs> directed by... What is Tom Ford doing? Tom right Ford here? is a fashion designer. Tom Ford is taking a bath, and you know that. Oh, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully my, my levels are good. So. Me when I'm firing up a new video game Jesus. that I developed. <laughs> Sucks. <laughs> it never makes any sense. You know it's bad. I know. This no, is no. so inappropriate. What am I? A freaking look at this skin I'm showing. What is this new situation happening on your side of the couch in which you want to try to show as much skin as possible? Andrew. Do you know what we're doing right now? Do you know who we're recording for? Do you know Listen. what the goal is here? Do you know that there's sponsors attached to this? Do you know that we're a family-friendly, generally speaking, environment here? Do you know any of this? Jesus Christ! Let's get Oh my goodness! All right, all right. I'll put Garrett me has buttoned no. almost every button to the point where he's now just wearing a shirt that is open. I'm gonna have to compensate for you doing that, and I'm gonna have to zip up my tracksuit all the way. Oh! There can only be so much skin exposed. Oh, the people who uh, who who give uh, the the ratings to movies when they come back and something. The Motion Picture Association. Yeah, the Motion Picture of Association. When they- I used to love when I was a kid. 
Um, I just love the idea of, yeah. of being somebody who rated movies. Really? Like PG-13 for sequences of peril, slight violence, oh. and a disturbing image of gore. We saw uh, something that was rated PG the other day for like uh, instances of fear. Or something like that, wasn't it? Oh yeah. It like, have you ever seen a movie? Um, yes. Well, I've seen you, upwards of fifteen. Have you ever seen a movie in which there's it's PG? Yeah. But there's an F word in it. Shut your mouth. I think. No. no. Listen, I think a while back this existed because I would always, as a kid, I think I collected a lot of specific data. <laughs> Me when I'm one of the big Silicon Valley companies. <laughs> Me when I'm a child genius and I'm working for a big corporation. No. No. Go on. <laughs> Point is, I used to collect this catalog of PG-13 movies that used uh, that dropped an F-bomb. Oh, yeah, because they all got one. That's kind of how I it, don't right? know. Well, no, I don't. I, I think of your movies already a little like, okay, hey, like, there's a lot of S-words in here. There's a lot of, you know, sort of inappropriate talk. Yeah. You, we can't afford an, you can't afford an F-word. If you do an F-word, you're going to tip into the R rating. Can I tell you about a very iconic American moment that, that was going to be like a huge thing? And this is truly, listen, I'm not being hyperbolic here. This is like... <gasps> hyperbolic! Well, I think that's speaking in... Hi- me! I have access to all of the scholarly resources that anybody on planet Earth has or ever will have. I've never not read a book. Oh, I just, I was making fun of you. Yeah, and I joined in on the reindeer games because if you can't beat them, join them. (laughs) I just start bullying myself. Um, no, I, uh, I I was going to tell you that um, there's a moment, and ev- I think everyone knows this, even you don't have to be a Marvel fan to know this, uh, at the end of Avengers Endgame when uh, Tony Stark, and I won't talk about what happens because I don't want to, spoiler alert, and so he was supposed to say F you to Thanos, the main villain, and then instead he improv the line, I am Iron Man. Kind of excited. I think that's interesting. Is as, anyone else? As much as I appreciate the genre, appreciate your appreciation, I don't know what it is about me. I feel like 14 to 21% of people will agree with me on this one, that whenever you're talking about superhero stuff, the Marvel Universe or anything like that, it, it lights up in my brain as like, oh, this is cool. But then it gets it gets sort of shoveled around that by the time I've processed it, I go, shoot, I don't know what he just said. And that's not a lack of me paying attention or caring. It's just funny. Like, you you know, you speak the Harry Potter kind uh, comic book universe language and you know I just don't think that my brain is on that frequency man I think that friendships are strengthened not by being too similar but by being different sometimes and actually it's funny Andrew and I are actually quite different like I watch anime and play video games there's just like I'm not even going to name the ways we are so different a lot I feel like a lot of people and I'm sure that you listening have a friend like this where you're like yeah I actually get along so well with this person and we are so uncommon I've seen a couple um, superhero movies in theaters and I quite enjoyed them but I think yeah. it's just been a while so I will will sit down I'll make a pact to you to sit down yeah. on my new television that I actually had mounted on the wall it's like a pretty common thing everyone's like yeah we have a mounted television too point is I will make a pact to you to watch whatever uh, superhero movie you recommend to me that I haven't seen although I did watch Wonder Woman the other day uh, oh, the first one and I liked it quite a bit yes me too listen if you were going to watch a superhero movie I feel like we would sit down and watch Doctor Strange I feel like that's right up your alley it is an absolute marvel no pun intended and I love it I love superhero movies I love a lot of very whimsical things I love Harry Potter I love of anime, I love superhero movies yeah. because I'm uh, big on imagining. I imagine well, cons. I can, I can. Uh, it's a form of escapism. I don't know what it is, but I can sit around and imagine for like eight well, hours. Well, I straight. will say, <laughs> at the uh, yeah. 
<laughs> the person who thinks of their opinion is way more uh, important than. Oh, you can go to well, podcast. You can now, go to podcast mode for it. Well, podcast mode, but like sassy podcast mode. Um, listen. Yeah. There's gonna be a lot of people that are gonna. What's what do people say before they give an opinion? That's like hot take. An, oh yeah. <laughs> here's an unpopular. <laughs> here's an unpopular hot take opinion that might make a lot of people angry. But I tried watching Lord of the Rings, and the first five minutes, I didn't know what was going on, and I said what I said. I said what I said. Same tweet. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's without a real opinion by you, by the way, that you just uh, expressed. Yeah, I, I think I already brought this up last podcast episode. I've always put Stranger Things in a place in my brain where it's like, oh, I just don't watch that show and like I, uh, I yeah. can't catch up and I don't know what's going on. Well, I know you so well that I was shocked when you told me you're watching it because you don't you don't particularly strike me as a sci-fi person. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The sci-fi genre, I tend to like uh, just, I don't find myself gravitating towards that yeah. as much. Oh, and I, I'm like, oh, lay it on thick. Well, yeah, and I feel like maybe yeah. I've seen, you know, too many, whatever. Biden! 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 Point is, I started watching Stranger Things, yeah. and I quite stood. <gasps> I quite stood. It was, uh, it, oh, it, you know, it was, it was, it was reminding me of when I watched Breaking Bad for the first time. It's oh, like, oh, I gotta watch the next one. The point is <laughs> yeah. that I got a little bit, got a little bit, uh, you know, a little, little cocky, and I thought, oh well, I watched Stranger Things. I like that. Let's let's level it up to something that I would think I probably won't even like. So, what is the next organic level up to Stranger Things? Might I ask? Lord of the Rings. Oh, when did you try that? Uh, like when did like you do that? Two weeks ago. I came out like literally like didn't invite me over. Like I just don't remember doing that. I didn't invite like anything like that. Like that's amazing. Like literally like I just don't remember because like I think that maybe like you're my friend and then you would invite me over to like watch it, but you didn't. Well, I did you a favor because had you <laughs> wanted to watch it, I probably would have been like the whole time. It's funny how we have these things that we just favor naturally. I did not take to Lord of the Rings when I was a kid. We all have these weird preferences, right? Oh, I'm more of a Spider-Man person. I'm more of a Batman person. Marvel, DC, whatever yeah. you are. Or oh, like this thing, I like that thing. Um, I don't know why it is, but yeah, Lord of the Rings didn't. I didn't. It didn't uh, intrigue me. That but I like. But I would like to s sit yeah. down and just try to watch. I, you know, it's one of those things where yeah. I always don't understand when people are like. I think you said someone said this to you about Game of Thrones. Dude, no. Yeah. Hey, you don't get it. Do it. Do it. You gotta watch the first uh, four. Uh, you, you, you haven't seen Game of Thrones? You have to get through the first four seasons. <laughs> you're like, oh, what? The first four seasons? Like 17 days? <laughs> yeah, you have to get through that and then you'll like it. Now, I'm not saying that Game of Thrones is bad. I bet Game of Thrones is absolutely incredible. Just like Lord of the Rings is. So, can I tell you a strength Man, of mine? Shade alarm going off to the Lord of the Rings Stop and the Game it. of Thrones community. No, no, no. Can I tell you something that I appreciate? Oh, 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 oh. We no, are, we are all gonna sit down, Andrew. We're gonna sit down. We're gonna watch all these films, all this yeah. media, and we'll be back here. And the podcast episode that we'll return with, yeah, is how you shouldn't prematurely judge anything until you give it its fair shake. Okay, because you over there yeah. with you, you're hating on Game of Thrones. Oh my gosh, you're hating on Lord of the Rings. He's, no, you can't do this. <laughs> you hate, no, you you hate on. Lord of the Rings, you put on a fake voice disguised as me. Oh no, you, that was literally you. Threw you. Shade to Lord of the nope. Rings, you said you turned it off. No, that was you. You gotta got to stick in there, no, buddy. These audio listeners, you gotta know. stay in there for the long haul. Okay, you're trying to trick the audio listeners, but one of the, about the video listeners that literally saw you. Ah! <laughs> Can I tell you something? So we are also hard on ourselves at every corner. Everyone listening, you, me, we are all so hard on ourselves about everything, our body, the way we talk, everything, all the time, constantly. I know it sounds like we're going somewhere really dark. And maybe I am, but whatever. Here's something about myself that I actually like. And I think it's oh, important to nice. sometimes, yeah, it's nice to point those things out to go, you know what? I like this about myself. I just start saying so many things. Okay. <laughs> Number one, my golden locks. <laughs> golden locks sounds like me at Planet Fitness. Let's just say oh. I spent big at uh, Dick's Sporting Goods on the one that people 
can't break into with a with a uh, bolt cutters because I like to keep my phone and wallet in there because I don't. <laughs> I've never paid attention to something for this long and been so confused. Like I, I was locked. I bought the premier expensive lock for my gym locker at my gym, uh, which was made out of gold, which yeah. is the softest metal ever. <laughs> it's like it's so easily damaged and cut. Listen, I don't know much about my elements. Sounds like me when I forget to bring a jacket. <laughs> that was everyone's gone. I can't believe you just did the one thing that made everyone go. No, there was only two things, and that was one of them. <laughs> What's the second the other one? one? You'll find out. <laughs> oh, I, I can't wait. No, I was yeah. going to say something I like about myself is that, uh, and I, 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 I try to. Mm, what am I trying to say here? I really appreciate uh, things even when I don't like them. Like, I yeah, can yeah, go... Yeah, yeah same. Uh, Christopher Nolan's Batman films, for instance, are a great example. I like a more whimsical Batman. I like a Batman that lives in, like, a crazy neo-gothic art yeah. deco-looking city. I sure. like the uh, exaggerated whimsical nature of it. And uh, his, his Gotham City is like, here's Chicago. Yeah. It's like, okay, that's not what I, what I want to see in a comic book film. But I do understand there's a huge audience for that. And just because it's not what I want to see doesn't mean that I think it's uh, incredibly well done. And I, I kind of like that more, which is funny. And I know but I do yeah. understand uh, as well. I mean, yeah. dude, like, if you watch, first of all, I don't dislike any of the Marvel movies per se. Yeah. I just feel like I don't have the. I don't have the ticket to watch them because I don't know where I need to start to really understand. Because you know, I, yeah. I'm a, whenever I do go to the theater uh, and see a movie like that, I always kind of feel a little left out because everybody's like yeah. gasping and these somebody comes on screen and everybody's like, no, what? Yeah, and I'm just kind of like. Yeah, you Wait, have to be. Like, is that like somebody you're like? It's nice to be able to see things and go, hey, I respect that, but that's not for me. Instead of like this weird polarizing sort of, oh, I hate that Ooh, thing. Freaking terrible. That sucks. People are just so uh, polarizing is the word. Polarizing, I didn't learn what this word meant until like three years ago, and I think it's really cool. It means when something's really polarizing, it's like you either absolutely love it or absolutely hate it. Andrew, what's something that's polarizing for people, generally speaking? Hmm. I got one Give black me. licorice. Black licorice is not something you're going to find anyone going, the flavor of Dude. black licorice, you're not going to find anyone going, I, I kind of like that. In in the biggest hypocritical move of all time. Dude, you like that? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's either- But, you, uh, but, but, but quite literally in yeah. like a non-annoying way, oh yeah, you like that. That's, you, but that, that, that's hard to imagine someone liking that based on my experience. You either love it or you hate it. There's no in-betweens with yeah, black licorice. I, that's a polarizing thing. I absolutely love black licorice. It makes the darker wanna, it, it does is, make me want to cry. It makes me want to scream with joy. Nowadays, every opinion is so loaded, and I think it's because of social media. Because everyone has a platform yeah. what now. Are you a baked potatoes. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> Sour cream and uh, and cheddar cheese and chives. A loaded baked potato Bacon bits as well, even if they're fake. Favorite appetizer go. Ooh, favorite you, appetizer. Yeah. Uh, uh, on three, we'll say it. All right, ready? It's gonna be. Yeah. It's gonna be. It's gonna be like this. Yeah. On, it's gonna be one, two, three, and then we're gonna say it. Okay. Right, ready? Okay. Yeah. One, two, three. Cheese sticks. Oh, I called them cheese sticks, but you called them mozzarella sticks. But the sentiment was the same, and we are agreeing, and we're being best friends, and we're hanging out. Yeah. We're loving we didn't quite get that sort of like uniform well, sounding uh, chant <sighs> sound that you get when you say everything at the same. time. Well, you know what? But you don't know how Can to. Can we do just it. do it for real? One, two, three, mozzarella Jeez. sticks. I can't believe it. One, <laughs> Dude. Right, mozzarella okay. sticks. One, One, two, two three, three, mozzarella sticks. sticks. What are we doing? <laughs> the feeling that I had <laughs> when committing to that moment was like the feeling that I had when I like got like a D on a test. It was like, it's like not an F, like it might as well have been. Yeah, I like, this is yeah, terrible. I get that. Like everybody's going to be disappointed. I'm disappointed. Yeah. You basically failed. But they were, like they the were anticipating. It's not like the going. worst thing in the world, but it's like, it's basically there. Yeah. And they're not like, I'm going to click away, but they're thinking about it now. 
Also, what? sorry if my audio levels have been Andrew, off. Listen, I don't know. I sound a little quiet. Then I put the microphone closer to my face. Let me, then, let me, let me. Then this you listen is, back. It's too loud. This is an opportunity to talk about something that's very specific with Andrew. It's not a bad thing. It's just a thing with Andrew. He is incredibly noise sensitive. Again, not a bad thing. But if something is like over a certain threshold, a little bit too loud, a little bit too low, which is a huge strength, I think it makes him a great editor and a great lots of things. And he has nice. a very specific taste in music. Andrew was a music producer for a long time. You've used it as a power, which is cool, but he's very noise sensitive in a way that I can't quite comprehend, which is probably not great. I think it'd be a good power to have. Noise sensitive, yeah. In my uh, <clears throat> in my apartment. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be quick, okay? All right. Wrap, I'm gonna, this gonna be oh, quick. no. Here he goes. He's been talking about this for a minute. Here's the situation. This is, a, this is a serious thing Here's for Andrew. Yeah. I live on the top floor. Okay. Doxing yourself. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> Everyone figures it out with that. That narrows it down to <laughs> 8 billion residents. <laughs> I live on the top floor. Yeah. There's footsteps of people above me. Yes. But no one lives above you. No. Classic ghosts. And I know what you're thinking. Classic Skeletons. <laughs> Probably. You're thinking classic ghosts. No, 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 no. <laughs> it is... Uh, it is the something really weird that only exists in LA. It's the roof walkers. It is the acoustical vibratory manner in which the sound waves travel up the walls of the people below me because they like to step with the balls of their feet. And the way that they do that creates a weird illusion of sound happening above me. You know, it's low frequency. <laughs> I'll be watching a movie. I'll be watching The Office on Peacock. What a choice. I'll be enjoying Not sponsored. I don't know why he just did that. <laughs> I'll be enjoying <laughs> I don't have Peacock membership. I don't even know if you have to pay for it or not. I'll be watching it. And they're like, yeah. oh, I'm uh, Jim Dwight. Huh? I'm having a good time. And then, oh. and then I go, hey, hey. And then I go, wait a minute. Sorry. Hey. Interesting. I've done that move a couple times. I stomp back every once in a Yo, while. You, 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 can I tell you? I saw him clap back once. Stomp back, clap back. Very <laughs> specific things that get under my he, skin. Like this. Yeah, yeah. The other day, you heard uh, a slam in the apartment, boom, right? And it and it set you off. And then you knocked over a huge box to try to be like, "How's it feel?" No, no, no. What what the situation was? My neighbors. These yeah. are my other neighbors. I got five point one sound system happening with my neighbors uh, all the time. Uh, above, below me, around these weird noises. That are just so specific and confusing to me. But my neighbors, uh, other neighbors, yeah. not the ones below me, were they have this habit of like letting their door just shut oh. via the gravity of the world. Courtesy. As, a, as opposed to like, no, they go. Yeah. That slam noise, it startles me to the point where like I want to cry because yeah. it feels so offensive. Offensive. I'm like, yo, bro. Like, like, do you not know that I'm like two feet away from you, and that the sound of that, yeah. of that door slamming, could be heard from like a half a mile away? I'm right next to you, and yeah. there's not like this. I'm not like in some sort of like bulletproof safe of an apartment. It's like I'm just right there. Point is, yeah. When they slam the door at that point, I had one too many moments of them doing that. Yeah. So what I was trying to do is create a situation where it sound like something very valuable to me fell off of the wall and broke. And then I like turned into this sort of like, oh my God, this like tragedy over here. Like this thing oh, really broke. My portrait of my mother, the only one I ever had. Something like that. The idea was they would be like, oh my yeah. gosh, we, okay, let's just like, let's like close the door really quietly from now on. Because my I daughter's favorite Fabergé egg. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yes. Fabergé egg. Whoa, really? Yeah, kind of. Why? 
we're the only two people who know that that is. Something in like a, uh, you know, like one of those like cabinets so it's like all glass and like, you know, it like tips over. I'm sure that person who's slamming their door with all the might in their body is going to be so sensitive to breaking your Faberge egg. No, the point is I want them to go, oh my gosh, we, we slammed our door so recklessly that we destroyed invaluable property to this person that now we need to conceal the fact that we were the door slammers from now on because if he catches us doing that, he will know that we were basically responsible for breaking that thing and then who knows what's going to happen. So I, it was kind of this like very tepid, passive backdoor seed that I planted there strategically so that from here on out, no more door slamming. And I did what I did. I said what I said. Send tweet. <laughs> Dude, I am so sorry that you're dealing with that. But can I tell you something I remembered while you were telling that story? I, in grade school, once made a Fabergé egg because we learned about what they were. And they said, oh, you know, go to the craft store, make a Fabergé egg, bring it in at the end of the week. I don't know what happened in my head, heart, mind, body, or soul. But for some reason, I personalized that invitation to make a Fabergé egg with the most intent I've ever done anything with in my entire life. I went to, like, gem stores. I spent all the money that I had as a kid buying all these different things that were so beautiful stones, everything, and I made this egg, this Fabergé egg, that looked like it could have been worth $120. It was so sick, and I would do anything to hold it again. I would lose a pinky if I could see that again. Question. Yes. Aren't Fabergé eggs, by nature, like super expensive? Like, I literally it, don't know, but this one, like, I just told you it was $120. Well, when you said, I as a child went out and made, via the craft store, a Fabergé egg, I was like, well, what you're saying is an oxymoron. That'd be like me saying, I as a child went out and like made an expensive diamond or something. It's like, what? No, that's it. not true. I think that's completely subjective. But, but okay, what does Fabergé mean? Uh, like, I think it's probably some, uh, I think it's a Russian thing, right? I I guess it's just a decorated egg. If you don't know what a Fabergé egg is, it's a beautifully decorated egg. I thought, okay, I'm sorry. I, I, I was assuming that Fabergé eggs were like the things at um, Antiques Roadshow when someone pulls it out and the guy's like, my goodness. <laughs> yes, I think that is a thing, but I think at one point they were relatively common, I think, like, right? What if somebody on Antiques Roadshow brought your egg in and it's all for $50 million. <gasps> they, oh my goodness. We need to watch every episode and make sure that didn't happen. If I knew where that Fabergé egg was, I would do like a heist operation. I would like, you know, have a whole oh, alibi. Man. I would. If That's I found fine. out it was like in the home of someone, I'd break in and I would steal it. I wonder if that would be wrong. It would be kind of wrong, but at what point would they oh, have gotten a hold of it to yeah. where it's not your property to when, take back? When I was a kid, I always thought if a director, because I love physical media, I to this day do books, DVDs, video games, everything, holding something, right? VHS? Yes, VHS. I just bought a VHS yesterday. I love physical media. Super chato. Shoot. Wow, that Sorry. was embarrassing. Sorry. I, where was I, I going with this, Andrew? Actually, where was I going with this? Just between you and I? I don't actually know. Physical media. You love physical media. So I'm sorry. I completely forgot what I was going to say. I just lost it, and that's happening so much with me. And then you said you love physical media. If a director <gasps> ever... There it Whoa, is! We it. It. I almost knocked over my water, and it would have splashed and flooded the whole place. Andrew, I thought that when you were a kid, if you directed a movie or wrote a book, that you could go into the store, and when it came time to check out, you'd be like, oh, no, it's fine. I made this. And they'd be like, oh, nice to meet you, sir. And then you could just leave with it. Did you ever think that, well, too? Wait, Andrew. Directors cannot go into stores and say, I made this What movie. about art? I, there's a video of uh, there's a video of Drake and J. Cole going to Best Buy and buying all their CDs. I quite like it. It's oh, my gosh. To watch. 
that that's what you, listen andrew loves uh kid, like insight into people's lives so much kid, it's all it's what it's all about kids and it's not about the money okay okay it's not about the fame okay he's not about he's not about the uh, hey, it's not about the goils uh, no 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 it's not about all that you know what it's about what's it about it's about going into the store <laughs> and buying whatever you made in, in, in bulk <laughs> Is this advice for like six people on the whole planet? <laughs> no, I'm t- no. This is this is a motivational ten thousand hours stuff right here. Okay. Like you know those. Do you know, I? T- you have cr- to tell people what ten thousand hours means. Ten thousand hours in order to be good at something. I've I guess. seen. We saw a guy with that ten thousand hours tattoo. Hey, he was working hard though. He was being the real deal. He was being the, the real people deal. that I love the most. Yeah. Ten thousand hours tattoo. Yeah. And then you just like play Call of Duty all the. Oh yeah. <laughs> and hey, you're not. Hey. If 10,000 hours makes you an expert at something, I guess you could say I'm an expert at eating Taco Bell. Oh, um, uh, I didn't hear anyone laugh. Is everything okay? When did you get your driver's license? How old were you? Yesterday. Shut, Andrew. Now, come on. Hey, I listen. think I was, uh, I was a little bit behind in that department. I would say like maybe early 17, maybe late, late, late 16. I think 17, early 17. That's old. not that. That's not. No, that. no, actually probably. Yeah. Late 60. I think it was, you know, time seems, you know, stretched out. Tweeted. Well, no, no, no. I mean, when you're younger, oh. like the years feel like, you know, oh, I think it was early 17. And I was like, it was when you were 16, but it felt like it was. I, 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 I well, no, time is funny like that. I had a weird moment the other day where, you know, it's really normal. Is it normal to Google people's ages? I just get curious sometimes, of like for perspective, because I'm pretty weird with age. Every, and I will tweet this everybody I look up the ages for are like younger than me. Well, like, I think like they're 30 years old or 29 and they're like 24. That happens all the time too. It's so weird. I'm like, what? Why does our mind always do that? I looked up the, the other day, I looked up Bo Burnham because I was, I remember in high Dude, school. Okay, how old is Bo Burnham? So I'm going to throw you for a loop here, or maybe I'll throw you for a loop well, here. I, well, There's a I, number in my head. Well, well, we'll get to that. But listen, I thought, oh, I said, oh, when I was a kid, I always watched Bo Burnham, and he was this cool, like, older guy. Older guy, who, yeah. Yeah, who, like, whatever. Well, he was, I, and I thought, oh, yeah, I used to watch him in, like, junior high, I think, whatever, and he was, like, a te- he was like an older teenager who I thought was, like, cool. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. He is slightly younger than me. Well, okay. And that, I was like, holy sh- what? That, that seems about right. Does um, it? Yeah, but generally speaking, I think the reason why Bo Burnham people, is a wonderful internet creator. By the way, he's uh, he's got Netflix, Netflix specials. If you don't know, Bo Burnham, great guy. Well, he's actually kind of rude. I met him in person once. Sorry, he just straight up was. Jeez. He was, he was, he was. But I don't disrespect him for that. I think sometimes people can just be in moods, and it's okay. He was, a matter of fact, he uh. was in a mood, and it's fine. I don't hate him for it. I think he's great. I think he's great. I would watch him. I would hang out with the guy again, but he was pretty mean. Bro Burnham, if for any reason you hear this, which is never going to happen in millionaires, I think you're wonderful, and I respect you, and I get it. But in the moment. <laughs> what the hell? What the hell, man? You don't know what I was dealing with, man. Well, and that's true. We never know what people are dealing with. In fact, why I can have an interaction with someone like Bo Burnham and not think anything about it if it leaves a bad taste in my mouth is that I think uh, one of my, I really, really, really dislike when someone meets someone, celebrity, always is the case, usually celebrity, and they make an assessment of them based on their quick interaction with them and go, that person's rude or like that person's mean. Now, of course, there's going to be radical examples. Of course, people can have character defining moments where you go, no, they probably actually really suck. But I hate that. You don't know someone. People are so complex. Uh, people could have just been told that their, you know, their their grandfather well, yeah. was in the hospital. That anything happening? Who knows what people are well, going through? So I love Bo Burnham. I think he's wonderful. If you ever like see videos, I think this is the the quickest way to access yeah. what possibly could be going through the mind of somebody who's just super 
I mean, he's especially among like a certain demographic, very, very famous. Yeah, really. I would say so. Uh, if you ever watch like videos of people getting paparazzi, because you can see like the paparazzi, what they're doing, how they're talking to them, and then the thing that I find the most interesting is the dialogue. Yeah, like Justin Bieber is like all over TikTok. There's always people who are posting videos of Justin Bieber trying to interact with the paparazzi. I can't. There's imagine. like a full video of him being like, "Hey guys, like you know, like okay, yeah, you can take your picture, but like how many pictures do I need? Like I'm gonna be walking down to the block. I'm not gonna do anything. I'm just trying to like talk." And, you know, they won't respect him and yeah. they'll just kind of keep on walking. Like, Dude, just doing my job, man. And it's just like, I uh, get why all of that could make someone every once in a while go, dude, just like, yeah, yeah, leave me alone. Yeah, like, leave I me kind of get it. The paparazzi thing is wild. Uh, Matt Post on Twitter, who's someone that I love and think is wonderful, and we go back to the Vine days. The other day he retweeted a picture of Ben Affleck and said like, because, you know, there's all these memes of Ben Affleck like looking angry and stuff or like looking yeah. funny or smoking, and they're all outside of his house. And uh, Matt <laughs> Post, he retweeted and he just said like, hey, I get that the memes are funny, but like leave this person alone. Because it was insane. The paparazzi took a picture of his address while he was picking up Dunkin' Donuts coffee. And it was just him with like the the silver address, like just to the left of him, clearly visible. It was like seven something, I can't remember what. And I, I looked it up thinking, oh, please, for the love of God, tell me that's like a business, like an office that he works at or something. Even that would be messed up. Mm -hmm. But looked it up, just his house. Just his house that the paparazzi doesn't even care. Just like, oh yeah, take this picture, put it on Twitter, his address right there. I was like, that is so disgusting, man. Poor guy. I watched this Taylor Swift documentary the other day. She talks about it. I'm pretty sure every single documentary about a really famous musician or actor. It's just like talks about probably the, the the dark aspect of it, of course. Every every one of those, I assume. Yeah, it's just kind of that, that, that ongoing nature of like, you know, yeah. I can't really navigate the world like a normal person and when I feel like I want to do this, I can't really do this. Yeah. But I can't really complain about it either because there are a lot of good things that come with it. <sighs> it's just tricky. a funny place to be at, which That's, is why yeah. the whole space is such a interesting thing psychologically speaking there was this girl once who outside of crave you know she was very complimentary crave saying this, yeah saying the sweetest things to me and then she took this necklace off of her body and she said that her uh grandmother put it on her when she was a child like when she was a baby yeah and she tried to give it to me and of course of course naturally i said uh hey uh no i'm not taking that i said i'm so sorry i'm not going to take that from you that's the, yeah i said i know you're excited right now but please for the love of god please don't hand that to me you know what i mean like this yeah. kind of like that's your thing you know and yeah. then she like started crying and she went on this like seven minute long thing in front of me about how like what I had done for her and how what you know it was very sweet she was like you came at a point in my life whatever yeah, and yeah, so yeah. she's like please you're doing me a huge favor by taking this necklace yeah. you know and she was like this is what means something to me and I want to give it back to you so I wear it every damn day yeah you do wear that every day right here that's really golden cool. one now granted I put a charm on it that my mom gave me because I like wearing stuff that's like born of love and those sorts yeah. of things but uh but yeah this is but it's the necklace part because I'm like I think about that every day because it's uh you know because yeah being creative comes with a lot of uh, traps mentally and this and that and ways you can uh, mess it up or, you know, self-sabotage and lots of things. But I always think, man, it is kind of a sweet reminder of like, yeah, this is nice to do this stuff and to make things and to bring people joy if that's what we can offer. You know, I don't know if that's what we do and I don't ever want to try to figure it out. But uh, I think I brought him up last episode, uh, this YouTuber I, I watched, Matt Diavella, mm -hmm. I believe is his name. <laughs> the he weirdest was, reaction. <laughs> <laughs> he was talking yeah. about how like, the number one aspiration of any creative person is to have people is to have an audience like to have people listen or watch the stuff that they make yeah Which it's true you know it's like yeah i mean that's such a nice yeah thing to have because you know that you know people are being affected by what you're doing mm -hmm. and it's kind of funny when that the idea of that catapulting to a level where it starts to almost have uh side effects is such an interesting weird thing it's like, yeah damn, you really gotta like figure out 
your your plan for balancing on that specific thin beam of what like yeah dude positivity and it is really interesting well, what it can do. Well, you know, yeah. yeah, I mean, we were talking... Um, you sent me that wonderful video about all the celebrities, huge, huge celebrities talking about the dark side of, you know, <sighs> of what it means. It's, and just, it's like, just, you know, the idea of, like, trying to impress people or make things for people, it's like, that'll no matter how you're doing that, I don't think that'll ever supplement yeah. feeling like a human being and doing things that you need to be doing for yourself. For like, your, yeah, for your sense of... Your soul and your well-being. I guess it's just kind of funny because we're doing a podcast for people to listen to, and like mm. it's on YouTube, and you know that kind of some weird makes delusional, us be- some delusional person. Yeah, and we're like very famous. We're like right up there with Tom Cruise and stuff. <laughs> I mean, this level. Crazy. No, no, no. I just, I just truly <laughs> yeah. do think it's been proven time and time again. You yeah. know, and there's the statistics and all that stuff. It's like after a certain level of money, and after a certain level of notability, after a certain level of validation, it's all, it's all just. It, doesn't matter you know it's like you hit a certain point like oh cool this is great and then if you think there's something else for you it's like ah maybe you know maybe i can see you know if i was a musician you know touring around local bars or something like that and be like okay this is this is cool but then wanting to get to a place where i'm maybe performing for like hundreds of people oh this is cool and then maybe thousands but it's like you you can't think that like there's always this next thing that's gonna always make you feel better, and yeah. I guess the whole nature of that is kind of woven in between all of this. We, stuff we that all we're do talking it, man. About. We all do it. We all do that thing of like once more. I get this thing, yeah, I want more. I need more of what I'm getting. When I get this thing, I'm gonna be so happy, and I'll never question it again. Once this thing is in my possession, everything's gonna change. That's all I need. I'm gonna become the person that I want. I'm going to have six percent body fat, and it's gonna be great. I'm going to look good. When I walk into a room, I'm going to command it. It's really bad to get into that headspace of thinking that like there's always going to be that type of stuff. You have to have you, a you full know? life. You have to have love. You have to have so many different things. And, uh, and like, you always are preaching to me getting hobbies and stuff. And yeah. I'm like, dude, yeah, totally. Because sometimes I feel like you know, working on things is like, well, no, I got to work on stuff. I got to feel. And it's just like, yeah, because yeah, everybody in the world preaches this idea of like working hard. You got to hustle. But you it's like, move, dude, like, yeah. it's like, dude, it's like for what? Like ultimately, what are you trying to get? Are you just projecting to me? I don't even know who I'm talking about at this point. Yeah. But are you just projecting to me this idea of what you're trying to find because you don't have within you yeah, what I possibly you go, do? You but... go, uh, I don't like what I see. So it's <laughs> like, why am I going to, uh, you know, model my life after like this weird thing that you've been bamboozled by because that that ain't it for me i'm looking for something else and so that tapping into something else while maintaining a degree of like getting things done it's a really tricky thing there's this incredible moment i'm not going to necessarily like spoil it's not like a movie you can spoil but i'm sure a lot of people listening to this i know you haven't andrew but uh i have seen the movie soul on disney plus and the entire theme of the movie is about finding your purpose and what you do and specifically with creativity and there's this incredible moment i won't i won't try to paraphrase it but for those of you who've seen it it's with this jazz singer where she tells him he's already in the ocean that hit me like sorry i know you haven't seen it so it's a little bit like i just don't want to uh, I, like I, no, give it away because that's such a potent moment. But if you've seen that, you know what I'm talking about. Of kind of like it basically, Andrew. What it says is like you, you're already living. You're yeah. already doing the thing. You need to make the best of it because this guy has a misconception that well, I thought that once I got this thing, that yeah. my life would be different. It's so funny how a shiny new thing is a shiny new thing, and we want to pursue that all the time, right? Once we get this thing, it's going to be great. But um, I wonder you know. what real talk. I wonder what the like 
exercise or the thought is to combat that because I feel like I, I feel like I have I, it. I just feel like every single person carries that with them. This is like a fun little life hack that things that I'm incredibly excited about. You know those things that you waited for for weeks or months that you researched that you did everything that you saved up for. I have a lot of things like that. Um, a lot of things that are really nice to me. And whenever I want something new or I'm desiring something new that I think is like out of my reach or I'm I'm wanting it for the wrong reasons because it's a bit of retail therapy. Oh, I just want to see this new thing. Mm-hmm. I don't do that. I reverse engineer and I research the thing uh, that I already have like I don't have it before and then so I look up reviews of it I watch people pushing it on the paint jobs and thinking of statues that I own things I love electronics my projector I'll watch people talking about it oh this has the best color levels of anything and I go I already did this. I worked for it. Yeah. I acquired that thing. And then when I look at it again, I go, I am so lucky to have this thing. Yeah, that's great. And so I refresh my interest in the things that I already own, which uh, A, is a lesson in gratitude, gratitude and yeah. B, is a lesson in not owning a bunch of stuff. Because I go, you know what? I own the most beautiful version of this sculpture by this artist, or I own my favorite version of a projector, or even like simple things, you know? What you're saying, I think, is, yeah, it's all about gratitude. And we've talked about this a lot, yeah. this idea uh, in psychology, I think it's called the hedonic treadmill, where um, basically you keep on trying to pursue these things that you think once you get them, that'll be it. Like, oh, I'll feel successful once I get that thing. Once I'm out of high school, I'll be completely free. Yeah. No once more I, worries. Once I make yeah. this amount of money, I'll be happy. Yeah. Once, once I have this new toy, it's yeah. going to be the coolest thing. Once, once I, I get this, yeah. uh, this type of relationship, I'll feel great. When I have this car. And, and then you get the thing and then, you know, it's like. You, know, you you ask more of that thing that you already have or you want higher numbers or you want more money and it's like you never quite reach that place because it's an illusion it does or it's an mirage. that word is kind of literal that phrase rather because hedonism is more 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 yeah, oh yeah. I'm a, yeah so hedonic treadmill of like the more treadmill that's interesting yeah exactly yeah uh, and, and the, we're, we're all we all fall for that no matter what age no matter what you do no matter anything yeah, but you, to like, combat that yeah. you know it's like that exercise that you were just talking about about appreciating the things that you do have you don't necessarily need to have a specific thing that you can google and think and look at views of it's almost like well anything that you have anything Anything. is just something that you can look at and take a second to be like wait a minute yeah I can appreciate this thing it's not like I have to only appreciate the things that I have yet to get and then I'll get that thing and then I'll appreciate it it's like no you can appreciate everything even if you've already appreciated it before can I with people too that same thing applies that's honestly what I was thinking about was it really oh that's great I'm thinking about like you know wherever you live the type of you know anything like i drive a 15 year old camry or something yeah and i do like the fact that sometimes i go 2006 prius yeah, club brother we're lot, in the same club a lot of times i'm like yeah man this car is really good to me like yeah. it doesn't you know let me down it doesn't you know uh make me bring it into the shop a lot and i'm mm-hmm. like this is a really nice situation everything that i could ask out of a car most of it is is being provided to me by this car, and it's something that I do think about sometimes. Like, yep. dang, we took it to to Washington, and it, it was made, great, and it made it, and it did its job. You know, started up, yeah. The battery did die when we get to Washington, but it got it got a jump. It got a jump, and it was fine. Did my brother jump it? <laughs> Thank you, Randy. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. It's like it's like gratitude if you focus on it a little bit and give it the give it the stage, as you like to say. Yeah. you almost kind of get that feeling of of getting a new thing or something. Maybe a little bit. Well, yeah, it, no, it very much so is the feeling. It's that same kind of like, I've got a new appreciation for this thing. But I was going to say, I do the same thing with people sometimes, dude, straight up human beings yeah. of being like, cause I kind of go, Oh, you know what? Especially amongst the pandemic. Oh, I can't wait to get out there and make new friends and meet more people, more relationships. And I go, Nope. 
That's wrong. That's the hedonic treadmill in action right there in a really insidious way because I already know the people I want to invest time in. They are already friends of mine. And yes, I know that there's sometimes when when, when people can go, oh, I want more relationships or different ones. I get that. And that's a very important process to cut the fat of old relationships you don't like and move on and do. I get that. But I'm at a place to where I'm like, I really like the relationships that I do have. Welcome to new ones all the time. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I need to reinvest into those people. I need to uh, pay more attention when it's their birthday or kind of like maybe if they have children be more invested in that and talk to them more put in the time with the people I already know and love because that applies to people as much as it does to like anything is that kind of gratitude yeah and the gratitude stuff always should probably be more directed towards people than things anyway because yeah, of everybody course. but we can of, use the same trick but no but I'm saying yeah. but I feel like a lot of people grow to find if they focus on materialistic stuff that yeah. ultimately it's it's a, it's a waste of time because it's, yeah you know like people that are gonna ultimately yeah. matter like well, to you in, in in ways that no things could compensate and, for. It, and it's so funny, uh, you know. It's just like everything in life, you know. It's so funny how complex we can get. But <laughs> after every, most, if at the end of every podcast, we're just exhausted by like the obviousness. Of we're just exhausted. <laughs> I mean, no, it is funny because we can read as deep as we want to into things. But at the end of the day, things are pretty simple. Everything has a pretty like base level. Like, oh, it's just about having a diverse space of interest and people and things. It's like how they say, oh, you can't be eating like a quesadilla every single meal because you know you gotta like diversify it's true if you ate a quesadilla every single meal you'd feel tired tired, lethargic your body wouldn't have what you want you'd start feeling you know obviously that's bad but it's like people are like yeah you can have a quesadilla once a week if you want or whenever you want you know that's how it is with everything it's like you can't be like I am my job all I do is my uploads everything that I do revolves around that I don't have people I don't have this it's like or or I make money I'm a stock investor or I do this one it's like stop breathe deep and realize we're complex people we need spirituality we need relationships. We need interests. We need friends. We need to meditate. We need to do so many things just to keep ourselves balanced in different categories because it is always a dangerous trap. In closing, I will say that like everything on this podcast, we only talk about that, this stuff that we talk about because we combat it all the time or we think about it all the time because we're trying to work on ourselves with these things. Like there's so many things that we always fall prey to, like phone addiction or hedonism or indulging in things or this or that that we always want to process and that we do process and sometimes you're going to be part of that if you're listening to this podcast. Andrew, what do you think? Sounds good. <laughs> Just some really... Giving you nothing. So you were like yeah. opening up for like 30 minutes and then really cagey. Nope. <laughs> I think that does it. And uh, yeah, go ahead and close it up. Weird. Don't like, even know okay. anymore. We're always going to find ourselves sort of... Uh, rehashing certain conversations because they're just really you know they're really important to us i think you know like it's really easy and i think many people can relate to this it's just really easy to think like work and 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 stuff is kind of all that matters and what's funny and i've come to realize this is that you can't even do your best at working if you think that way because it's like yeah i'm not gonna want to work if like all i've been doing is working or thinking about work it's like no i want to like leave that over there and then like go on a vacation or something like that and like go play golf and like paint a painting and like do this and this and this and then i'll be like oh i miss work i want to go work a little bit and i know that you know it's yeah (laughs) certain things are regimented and you have to do certain things but ultimately you know it's just about making sure that you have that balance so that you actually feel um good about doing what you're doing yeah if I said what I said, then I said what I said. I said what I said. <laughs> Send tweets. Facts. I don't know. Thread? Anyways, Bo Burnham. <laughs> Some weird, like, like I make it sound like I wasn't trying to come for him, but then, like, try to 
bank on that. In 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 the podcast, he he talks about Bob Burnham, and what's interesting is that he starts talking about him as if maybe he's a little bit of an unsavory character. But the twist is really they open your eyes to the idea of not judging people and thinking that there's more behind the cookie. That is true. But let me tell you about some other people that are terrible. <laughs> I saw Miranda Crossgrove at a Dairy Queen. <laughs> I'm kidding. Let's just say she prefers vanilla ice cream over strawberry. She walked past me to to get to get a napkin and guess what she said to me guess what she said to me oh my god what she said excuse me oh my god what an actual bit <laughs> and on that note don't charge a book by his cover you must open up the book and learn who people are andrew i have so many needs right now i'm thirsty i'm very hungry what's today Tuesday? Who knows? I don't know. A calendar. <laughs> Ew. That sucks. Gary just tried to fist bump me and I just touched, touched his I, fist I with my uh, index finger. I feel like I need to wash my hands now. You know what's funny is like, yeah, <laughs> there's this idea that we've thrown out there a couple times. What are you hiding from? <laughs> Andrew's putting his I'm hand just, over I'm his just, eyes I'm right just now. embarrassed. Oh, Andrew, now that you're showing that ring on your hand, I actually made that ring myself. I used to cast things in silver. I just found it on the table. I feel, I feel like it kind of matched my aesthetic. It's a gorgeous ring. I worked pretty hard on it. In fact, I designed that ring to be what I wish that the, the one ring to rule them all in Lord of the Rings would have looked like because I thought that the gold wedding band example was kind of a snooze. And I thought, no, if I was designing the ring from Lord of the Rings, it would look like that. No one asked for that. I'm sorry. What were you going to say? We'll get better at podcasting. They said, we'll make, we'll have better conversations, they said. All those things are valid that you just said, Andrew, but more importantly, I need to uh, eat, I'm thinking, a quesadilla, actually, because I referenced one earlier. That sounds so good. And I would like to watch Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, the 70s one. What do you think? Do you want to do that with me right now? Maybe chocolate for dessert. Oh my gosh, we could drink some ice water, too. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening to episode seven of Sweet Boys. Hope you had a time. (laughs) Hope you enjoyed this. We sure do appreciate uh, y'all listening. Oh, Andrew, uh, what, what can we talk about in the comments? Because I'm we're very, very, very in those comments, by the way. So what's something fun to talk about in the comments? Ooh, what's something that you thought would be the answer to everything and then you learned that it wasn't? For me, it was a, a robot that I got that I got for Christmas once that I, only, I didn't even use. I thought that once I had him, I, everything would be great. You know, there's <laughs> what's something you thought would be the answer and you learned that it wasn't? Well... I lived in a very small apartment, as you know. Oh. And as grateful as I am to have more space, yes. I don't feel that different. No. <laughs> no, I completely but understand But I always that. kind of, I always yeah. did kind of uh, blame my apartment. Just the most. any any mood issue <laughs> yeah. ever, if I was like irritable or anxious, I'd be like, oh, well, once I move out of here. Yeah. And, uh, Just turn into Joe Rogan a bit there. Oh, yeah. Once I move, get more space, more, <laughs> more square, get more square footage. I can wake up and I can stretch. Joe Rogan doesn't sound like this. We like have to go back in time. Like, all right, all right. Like Joe, Joe Rogan. Yeah. Uh, we no, no, no shade to you, Bo Burnham. No shade. Also, Lord of the Rings. No we don't, shade. we don't know what got cut out of the edit. Like, so we're we're not even sure if we're referencing anything that makes sense. But you know what? We're rolling with it. This is it, guys. This is the podcast. I tried. You think I okay, put my foot on top of my head. I tried to have it in me to be a sophisticated, respectful human being with the right posture. I did it. It's just not possible to do this every week. And you know, we're gonna be here. We're gonna be being sweet. And Garrett's gonna be doing that thing with the shoe on the top of his head because I think he enjoys it quite a bit. He'll be returning to this. 
But anyway, this is us, and uh, I ain't talking about the NBC drama. <laughs> oh, my God. If you can do that, I can do the shoe thing. If you can get away with what you just said. I was not only validating your shoe situation, but I was also encouraging and telling people to expect that it would be reoccurring. Thank you so much. Sweet Boys, Episode 7, thank you for being here. Hit us up in the comments with A, whatever you want, or B, something that you thought was the answer, and you learn that it wasn't, because I love that topic, and I think it's interesting. I hope you get as introspective and odd as we've been in this podcast. Thanks for hanging out with us. Till next time, be sweet. And see you next week.